This is Excelsior. Okay. I think kimchi smells like farts. And Fritos. And feet. <laughs> we have kimchi in the room, so it smells like farts. We also have flowers next to them because you brought me flowers. Thank you. They're beautiful. Yeah. And now it smells like flowers and farts and Fritos and feet. Yeah. Flowers, farts, Fritos, feet. Flowers oh, and farts and Fritos. I like that. Is we it should... a beat? Yes. I like that beat. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm here with um, Jamin, and she is a realtor and a badass. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So tell me how long you've been in real estate. Uh, I've been in real estate eight years, going on nine. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then you started out as a, um, you rented, what was your job title? Leasing agent. Leasing agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Stevens Community Apartments in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, 23 brownstone buildings all in a tiny little neighborhood. Um, So it was very quaint, but uh, also very diverse. And uh, um, quite a lot of residents actually to look look after. So over a thousand residents with a team of five people. (laughs) That's a lot. Were you super busy? Like you, like mm-hmm. did you have your, did you have your own phone connected to the to your job? Were people Thank calling you? Thank goodness, no. Okay. Um, we did have an emergency maintenance line. Okay. Um, so if you had an emergency in your apartment, you leave a message, and someone from our maintenance department would be there at night, spending the night, or you know, living on site to help with whatever plumbing or heat or fire emergency that you might have. Did that happen? Oh yeah, and sometimes people call us um, or the office and not 911. What? We're like, well, did you call 911? No. Okay, let's all call 911. Yeah, oh my gosh, (laughs) what? Mm -hmm. Why would, I mean, I understand that you're in charge, but yeah, it's common sense. Yeah. No. Dealing with dealing with people in a living situation like that, you must have seen a lot of interesting personalities. Oh, my goodness. I have so many wonderful, beautiful, crazy stories about that job. <laughs> you know, my a good friend of mine who still works there, she's been working there since 2006, actually. Um, all long-term people over there, by the way. Um, it kind of gets into your blood. Uh, we've talked about either writing a blog or a book of all the things that happened. I think you should. Um, and it it's just totally fascinating. You could I mean, I feel like you could write a book about this kind of stuff we talked about today too, like all of that stuff, but just like general people. Yeah. Like dealing with cuz you get I feel like your job you get to see people raw in their mm-hmm. in their natural state and in their most stressed out emotional states yeah mm-hmm. like, there's no hiding <laughs> part-time therapist <laughs> that's crazy yeah and so you got into real estate because i i just had uh my husband's friend a really good friend of his from high school said to me one night well you're already in leasing why not just get your real estate license and come to your real estate with me and I took him seriously and I did yeah, I love that yeah I called him a few weeks later or about a month later I was like hey I got my license would you be my broker <laughs> was he surprised 
Uh, I think he was, but he was happy yeah. about it. He was like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been with him since. Mm-hmm. And who is that? Jim Drops. Nice. Yeah. Um, thinking about real estate and yeah. what it could mean to be a realtor. I'm so sorry. I have this off and it keeps well, making noise. I can cut. This isn't live. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Um, I was like, I this off. Um, when I first started thinking about it, I just got this awful feeling in the pit of my stomach. Like, what are people going to think of me as? Oh, who do I want to be? Like, what impression do I want to make on people and for some reason when you hear like hi I'm a realtor you know it's like well why did you choose to do such a cutthroat or angry or spicy (laughs) industry you know all those words are um, putting it nicely Um, because a lot of people say like used car salesmen even like why would you be in such a pushy salesy position or sleazy position Um, and the more I got to know Jim and the business and obviously being in leasing for so long, um, I was like, you know, I could just choose to be a good, my normal good person self and try to help people. (laughs) You are like when I, when I met you, I was like, you, you and your husband, I was like, oh my gosh, I love these two. They're great people. He's one of the nicest people I know. He is the nicest person I know. And photographing your house, like, can I talk about how relaxing that was? With you guys, like, singing around, like, with your, (laughs) with your daughter. It was so, I was like, can every shoot be like this? Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, it was. There's, like, really good energy in your home. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, gosh, we really love that house. I can't believe I just sold it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know it was a great house, mm-hmm. but yeah. your new house is great too. It's just you're working on it right now, right? Oh yeah, we're we're waist deep. Yeah, working on projects and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you have you said you have that like giant yard and everything. Yeah, so we've got six acres now. It's <sighs> so crazy. <laughs> going from point twelve acres little tiny Minneapolis city lot uh, and 900 square feet to six acres was a really big, big life-changing move for us. So, um, but, you know, our plans are for the future is having um, some animals, yeah, chickens and goats to start, maybe horses later if our daughter gets interested in that. I grew up with horses, so That's I'm so open cool. to horses. <laughs> And um, obviously a large garden and definitely flowers and big flower gardens because I love to make bouquets. And <laughs> Which I love the one you brought me. It's beautiful. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. I really love like what we have there already, but I can't wait to grow more. And, um, and eventually I really want to host wedding ceremonies in our field. I think that would be a great idea people want that beautiful backyard kind of mm-hmm. especially if you make a garden and if you have animals mm-hmm. that would be really cool like the country wedding absolutely yeah taking pictures of the horses and, and you know just having the ready room perfect for the bride and groom and and their people mm-hmm. you know so having 
favorite cocktails or mimosas in the morning and breakfast foods and easy finger foods and just having the best lighting for makeup and you know having oh I just I do I I talk with my hands so (laughs) I just like want to hit everything in here um and uh and just really curate it for the brain groom and make it really super hyper personalized yeah with like gift baskets and really pretty stuff and then there's like a thousand places to have the perfect photo shoot on our property there's a creek there's a little pond there's an old barn you know there's rocks i want to get involved with that (laughs) mushrooms like i mean there's just like such a crazy variety of space and yeah i can't I just want to have you out anyway, just yeah. to like explore and I mean, and if you want to like, I also want to open it up to like my friends who are photographers. Like, if you have like an engagement shoot or something that you wanted to do, come over and use our property. Yes. You guys won't be bothered. You could even set something up a day ahead of time if it's like a lot of props or something. Like, that we've thought about. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've thought about having. Um, we have friends uh, that work or have been students of the Atelier um, School of Fine Art um, in Minneapolis and just come on over, do plein air painting. You could do even a, um, a life drawing class outside. And how exciting and fun would that be to bring be so nudity cool. and nature into that like <gasps> hyper beautiful art space yeah <laughs> i would love to do like nude portraits in nature and you out could there. you it's could private. totally do it. it's so private mm-hmm. oh that is it's hard to find a good spot to do that without like uh well in getting in trouble yeah. yeah yeah or being creepy yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no i mean it's totally wooded and private and uh that's yeah. amazing we've got plans in the future to make it even more private with plants and clever design that That is so cool and you've been there for just since the beginning of july yeah not that long long. at all no that's exciting not long but lots of plans yeah (laughs) i'm excited for you and i'm excited i want to come out and visit thank you you should yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah for sure please (laughs) um let's go back to um your real estate journey yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I just uh, when I when I started, I just really wanted to make a different name for myself, and so that um, you know, the people that know me and the people that I do business with would always feel comfortable, mm-hmm. like they have someone to go to that was truly on their team, like a genuine person. Yeah, I try to be as genuine as I possibly can. It is such a stressful unusual um uh, expensive thing that a lot of most people have the privilege to do Mm -hmm. um it takes a lot of hard work to even get to the point of getting financing Mm -hmm. for a house and once you can like even reach that um you still have you know probably two to four months of the real estate process to go through and in that two to four months you're looking at homes keeping your finances in check you're constantly uh in conversation with your real estate person and your lender 
and then you finally get the house. Well, are there multiple offers? Now we got to compete with people. Oh no, heartbreak because you didn't get the house and it took you a month to find the house oh. in the first place and now I have to start all over again. I, and people I, get agitated. I really liked what you told me when I first talked to you about my home buying process and you told me that you could be open or to be open-minded. Mm-hmm. And that like to me always stuck with me cuz I was like, "Whoa, she's totally right." Like you just have to be open-minded and roll with the punches because yeah. that kind of when is what you're dealing with you can't get attached right because you oh. might lose it you can't get attached until you close until yeah and that's the hardest part because um a lot of realtors don't talk about it it's not you know on mm-hmm. social media it's like all right we're in escrow or all right we're pending well that doesn't mean anything if you buy a car like halfway through and you lose your financing wait let me pause you said people wait realtors online right oh so like on instagram um so realtors uh i i follow a lot of realtors on instagram or like you know that's that's their whole thing and they've got like 1.2 million followers from around the world they and like they're like cheer on every pre- like step like they're like yes we're getting this yeah they that's bizarre mm-hmm. to me oh yeah every step yeah well it's part of marketing it's just like yeah. hey look i'm i got these people through um multiple offers mm-hmm. and i got them through the inspection mm-hmm. and i got them through this like so they're just pumping mm-hmm. themselves up yeah and i do i do it too sure. like i'm like oh my gosh our house is pending now like isn't that exciting well i guess for me i feel like that's such a private thing that oh. like so like oh so like why are they sharing that about their clients because it's not their news to share yeah you definitely always 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 have to get your clients permission okay to share yeah. that okay because mm-hmm. i was like if someone did that for me, I'd be like, oh, don't, don't tell them, like, because I don't make it. It's like, or like right. the idea of like, let's say AA, you're like telling everybody that you're quit <gasps> drinking, but then you start drinking it and you're like, oh my gosh. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I almost got this house, but I didn't. <laughs> well, and like, you know, if I'm selling house, part of my marketing and part of the marketing that I have my clients sign is like, can I talk about your house and the price that your house is at and where your house is at in the market online mm-hmm. um, because that that's part of selling yeah. it. I have to let people know like this really great bungalow is available for 200000 It's in North, Northeast Minneapolis. Um, you need to come see it. It's moving ready right, yeah. right, right now. You got to, it's live on Sunday. Come and see it. Um, but that information's on Zillow anyways. It is, yeah. So. It's public anyway, yeah. so it's like, mm, yeah, it's, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not too big of a deal. Yeah. It's more like the personal stuff is like at closing, and I want to share that somebody closed, mm-hmm. and a little blurb or story about our process, mm-hmm. and like what it meant to them, or like how they overcame some big thing in their yeah. um, process. Um, in the market from the beginning when you started from to now is it mm. is it better or worse prices have come up a lot mm-hmm. I don't even know what the percentage is um, but I know in certain parts of northeast from 2019 to 2021 prices increased over 20 percent I mean it, I don't know nothing about 
um, real estate, but I do know that it's becoming a lot more trendy to live in Northeast. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we are Northeast real estate group. Um, mm-hmm. so that's our, that's our neighborhood. That's we, your territory, yeah. Um, but I also do a lot of business in North Minneapolis, Brooklyn Park, Brooklyn Center, Hopkins, um, St. Louis Park, Bryn Mawr, obviously all of Minneapolis, Bloomington, yeah. Edina, Egan, St. Paul. I mean, so all over, <laughs> all over the place. I go out to Hugo. I mean, out to Stacy. I oh, wow. go out That's... to Wisconsin, um, what Western Wisconsin sometimes like, yeah. Prescott. Mm-hmm. Prescott. I have not been out to Prescott. Okay. No, <laughs> right. but like Osseo and, or Osceola and, um, gosh, I'm not thinking of the other ones, but you know, and then Marine on the St. Yeah. Croix, the whole St. Uh, Stillwater, um, St. Croix River Valley area, Taylor's Falls. Oh my gosh. That's, I mean, I drive everywhere. Yeah. I I go all over the place and I love it because they're all really unique areas. I've gotten, I've been doing this for a long time. (laughs) So I have gotten to know all these areas and, um, I bet you have such a fun time looking at all the different homes and the styles and like, yeah, what is just off the top of your head, what would be like the coolest thing that you've seen in a home? Mm. Oh my gosh. I, um, it was a fifth, it was like 15 by 11 foot skylight in a house. So basically, their whole living room was. A skylight. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Could you just sit there and look at the stars? It was phenomenal. It was uh. so pretty. Um, they did have to keep the trees trimmed constantly. There was definitely some water damage. I mean, it was the 1970s. Oh wow. Unique architectural, um, all cedar tongue and groove on the ceiling and paneling around the walls. Oh. Floor-to-ceiling, flagstone um, on a couple of the walls, too. And then floor-to-ceiling windows on everywhere else. So it was like living in the forest. Was it in, in the, the mountains? No. Yeah, was- <laughs> no. <laughs> Believe it or not, that was in St. Paul. Like, it sounds like it should but be it was, in, like... <laughs> it was in, like, this really weird little nook. And nook. I can't even remember exactly where it is. I did mark it on a map, but I can't recall it off the top of my head that sounds beautiful it sounds like a place you would go skiing it looked like a chalet yeah <laughs> it was really beautiful oh that is it was amazing. stunning mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. so cool I would love that I wouldn't love the maintenance but I would love well and a lot of those really fantastic architectural 1970s 1980s unique mm-hmm. finds um I mean a lot of them are just so damaged Sure. You know, people just didn't take care of them, yeah. or because of the architecture, it was too much to take care of. Yeah. Too much uh, potential for water intrusion. Sure. That was never kept up with, or the materials were really expensive to replace. Sure. That makes over time. sense. So, like, you know, cedar siding or something. Yeah. Or um, the old school asbestos siding is expensive to remove expensive to replace so i know owning a home you really have to be able to keep up with all the maintenance Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have to protect your your investment yeah you know so that you can get 
at least what you put into it at the very end. Um, but obviously, you want to make yeah. you want to make money off of your house well, if you're going to sell you it. You know, I always hear a lot of people, um, not a lot, but I hear that some people become realtors just so they can sell their own home mm. and make the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that face. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> um, but but I'm thinking, talking to you. If you want to save some money, I feel like, or like, I feel like the best thing you should do is become a carpenter, <laughs> then buy a home. <laughs> learn how to paint. Yeah. Learn basic carpentry. Have you know um, some power tools on hand. Yeah. And <laughs> become friends with YouTube. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot that you can do yourself, but there's a lot that you should never, ever, ever do yourself. Like, Life? don't do your own plumbing oof don't do your own electrical electrical no 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 (laughs) no there's electricians get paid very well as they should because it's a dangerous job and they go to school forever and then they're apprentices forever yes so please (laughs) use that money to pay a professional same with plumbers and you don't want water damage that's the worst Mm -mm. Mm -mm. no No, and, um, you know, water intrusion, water damage is manageable. Mm -hmm. Mold is definitely manageable. You have to figure out where it's coming in from, so where the the point of intrusion is, and make sure to clean it, make sure to paint and caulk wherever, you know, once you're done cleaning and everything. Yeah. But most of the time, water intrusion is just from poor grading around the house, Mm. or um, not shutting windows, you know, stuff that's like Ooh. really common sense or really, really easy. <laughs> or old windows in a basement, you yeah. know, it can come in through there. Oh, yeah. Um, what about gutters? Oh, my, well, yeah. <laughs> gutters is huge. <laughs> yeah. We actually just install gutters on our new house because it, it never had gutters. <laughs> and it was really obvious that it hadn't had gutters. And oh we had major water intrusion coming in through the basement putting in gutters is really cheap too oh mm. <laughs> like why well, why skip that well like some roofs some pitches um on the roof is extremely difficult for a gutter person to install so oh. you might have to call around to six or in our case eight different oh, wow. companies oh and get quotes and see who can come out and actually do the job. We we actually finally found a company that would do it for us because we have a weird pitch on our roof. Um, what what makes it weird? It's like a forty five degree angle at some points. The guy said, and they can't shim the gutter to be perpendicular with the ground to keep water in it. Um, so they have to be strong enough to stay flat with the ground and not tip over okay because if it spill if the water is spilling over then you're not the gutter's not doing its job i see so it kind of comes in a little Mm -hmm. like that yeah so it actually has to pitch back towards the opposite direction to your roof just a little bit so it's kind of like a v-shape yeah yeah with the gutter you know pretty much flat to the ground that makes (laughs) sense because it will just spill over and there's no point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're just have useless gutters exactly yeah yeah so how did you fix the issue did you have to put in new um they put in these like shim oh. <laughs> they put in these shims um underneath 
Um, they're these just like metal pieces that I, that they were cutting. Oh, okay. Like I saw them like hand cutting this these pieces of metal, like these metal shims, and then um, they're screwing it into the back of the gutter, and then screwing that into our roof. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just keep hitting that. That's okay. Um, if you want to push it back too, I mean, feel free. Get cozy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the I'll same just sit way. back just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they ended up fixing the problem. Um, we haven't had any more water that I could see, like, coming in through our basement. And, like, part of our driveway is honestly even, like, kind of um, affected by them not having gutters for such a long, long, long time. Wow. Um, so, like, I mean, I think it's really going to change. Water get into your basement? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's hard. Well, it's okay. I mean. You know about this. It happens. Mm-hmm. You know, we had water coming in through our garage because mm-hmm. of a little animal hole. Like, somehow came through the brick and mortar of mm-hmm. the foundation of the garage. Um, I, I don't know how these things happen or how you own a house and not... not know that fix it or do it right away um but you know it happens you know yeah. people get um tired of dealing with all the maintenance of a house and yeah. it's time to sell yeah and um so you know we've had a lot of those little things to fix already and i feel like that's with most houses mm-hmm. you know be prepared it, good general advice for anyone you're going to use the house differently. Mm-hmm. You're going to have your own set of expectations that will bother you that did not bother the last owner that they never addressed. And you're going to have to dig into your own pocket at the end of everything mm-hmm. and take care of some things because your inspector will catch like 99.9% hopefully yeah. of the issues. Um, and your realtor should also, you know, have a good eye for issues and, mm-hmm. Especially when you do it for so long, you kind of catch things. Well, and I've attended so many inspections, and I've taken inspection classes. Oh, nice. um, That's some of the inspection companies offer to realtors. Um, And every year I do have to take continuing education. Um, So I try to take classes about homes. And then also my husband's a painter and just a super handy guy, so I've... I've just happened to have a an eye for, you know, what's going on and at least be like the first step yeah. of like, all right, this house gets a B. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. got B plus here, you know, yeah. we've got some cracked windows that we need some um, uh, grading around the foundation, yeah. super easy stuff. You might need a backflow preventer on your outdoor electrical faucet yeah. or electrical, electrical. <laughs> <laughs> outdoor water faucet. An electrical faucet sounds dangerous. <laughs> I was just looking at um at this <laughs> stuck my electrical. Um so yeah, I mean it's there's a lot of things that your realtor will be able to notice that your inspector's going to bring up. But after all that's said and done, you're gonna move in and you're yeah. gonna start using the water differently, you're gonna use the electrical differently, you're going to have furniture in different spots and places, and you don't know what's gonna gonna come up. Yeah, yep, yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I've had people who've moved moved in and and all of a sudden the basement's wet and the previous owner had never had a wet basement before. Um, it's just luck of the draw where we get a heavy rain or an extreme um, uh, melt, snow melt oh, yeah. plus rain. Mm-hmm. And maybe we haven't had that in the last five years that the yeah. previous owner had the house for. Yeah. And all of a sudden we have a problem. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that nobody could have caught, nobody could have known about. It's just yeah. kind of luck of the draw. Yeah. So I've seen that a lot, especially. If the gutters are not up and you have a heavy rain or if it's mm-hmm. not away from your house mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Is it, yeah, cause sometimes the gutters end and they just drop right into your basement. Yeah. Anyways, I'm like, well, what, what is the point of that? Well, and most inspectors or realtors will point that out okay. to somebody. Um, so that's like a very yeah. obvious fix. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, easy one. Yeah. yeah. Now, you, have you ever had to deal with homes that were that you walk into and somebody wants to sell and there's a lot of work that needs to be done Mm. how do you address that um with as much empathy and understanding and truth Mm -hmm. as possible for anybody any anyone's house they go into you could be martha stewart (laughs) and have just the most gorgeous home um but maybe there's a ton of photos of family or personal things out. We want to depersonalize the house as much as possible. So I don't want to smell or see any signs of animals. I, if you were cooking something very um, smelly the night before, fish or no something. No kimchi. <laughs> maybe not any, maybe not any kimchi, no kimchi. or boil, hard boiled eggs. No. <laughs> you know, you don't want any of those really strong food smells in the yeah. house. Um, and you don't want any personal photos in the house. You can still have personality. Yeah. Your house should still, you know, maybe have a little personality for staging. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine and normal. Um, but for anyone who's selling, we need to edit the house we need to declutter organize depersonalize do you have do do you have anyone like rent a storage locker while their house is being shown i feel like okay absolutely or um basement spaces or garage spaces if you can't afford or if you can't work around or strategize um having all your stuff somewhere else for a certain period of time like up to a month or two then having all of your extra stuff in the garage is okay. So like think of your holiday decorations or your winter clothes or your bulky items or boots or shoes or tools, all that, you know, temporarily can be put away. Um, If, if you have kids, you know, just minimalize the toys. Yeah. Have some you can still have some toys out. You're still living there. You, yeah. People understand that. Yeah. But minimalize it as much as humanly possible. Yeah. So, like, there's just one or two things on a shelf. Okay. Or, you know, 15 books on a shelf versus 100 books on a I feel shelf. Like, I feel like seeing your home, you just live that way now. No, um, well, uh, when you... Oh, well, when you saw our house, when you're photographing... 
us for our family photos, mm-hmm. our house is still pretty intense. <laughs> we had a lot of stuff in our basement and put away. Sure. Um, and we did a lot while I was pregnant, kind of getting ready, because we only had 900 square feet to work with. Oh, yeah. And so just decluttering and everything getting ready for a baby was like just a big stress reliever for me oh yeah just to not have as much stuff yeah because like when when our midwives first walk through our house they go this home is a feast a feast (laughs) feast. that's that's a way to put it so i wouldn't necessarily it like was wasn't dirty it was just cluttered with lots of personal cool things like so we had like 40 framed photos on our piano oh wow i mean it's a lot and then we had framed photos i feel like in every space every area and then my husband's an artist so we also have canvas upon canvas canvas and canvas canvas of all of his art kind of everywhere like sometimes on the floor sometimes hanging up sometimes on an easel and then there's always art supplies everywhere because we're always using the art supplies and then I make baskets and like um like welcome baskets and thank you baskets and little things like that so I always have like lots of stuff like that kind of out like a giant art space everywhere kind of yeah and when you when you use every single inch of your house it just happens to be everywhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) even if things have their own dedicated spots Mm -hmm. you know it's just gonna get jumbled up so When we did our, when we got ready to list, we strategically put everything very neatly and very carefully into our garage, but still left space around the perimeter so that people could walk around the garage and still see the space and still see the floor, that the floor is in good condition and the foundation and the walls are dry and good condition. Um, But our our extra stuff was still there yeah you know because we didn't want to move twice yeah it just wasn't reasonable for us some people it is and it works out great Mm -hmm. but what works for some people it's not gonna work for everybody yeah um so yeah and and using basement space an extra closet or something yeah just make sure people can see how far it goes how far it goes in the space don't don't pack it floor to ceiling yeah pack as much as you can but make sure people can kind of get in there and see what's going on yeah that's cool this is all stuff that I would never think about (laughs) because now I have heard about like the new I know I've talked to you about this how people do digital staging just clear the house out and then Mm -hmm. they take pictures and put furniture in digitally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you heard of that or Mm -hmm. that's weird it's cold Uh, it's a little bit colder but it gets the job done Mm -hmm. um if you're looking for um maybe a more affordable way to stage yeah but still i mean staging if you really need it it's not extremely expensive anyway yeah so you might as well just do it do you have Um, like for homes that are empty do you have like furniture that you can bring in it um I do have some things I can bring in. Like, so if I'm doing an open house Mm -hmm. at an empty home, Mm -hmm. I'll usually bring in, like, a table and chairs, Mm -hmm. um, maybe a couple of chairs, just 
so that there's something there so yeah. people can kind of see the space or I have a place to sit yeah or if you know someone else like who needs to sit down can sit down upon their shoes or something yeah because um, that even not having a place to sit might get a little yeah it, it can, well I mean you know there's usually multiple people in an open house all at once and everyone crowding around a door getting their shoes on in the winter or coats and stuff I mean it's just good to bring like a couple of things to help out with that for an open house yeah but generally it just depends on if I think that the staging will help sell the home more Mm -hmm. some houses especially in Minneapolis and St. Paul they're a little bit older have some really unique architectural designs they're really 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 pretty even without furniture so maybe it's a built-in hutch or an archway or a little phone alcove um you know some of those cool sweet or you know crystal doorknobs i love those yeah yeah some some of those really cool things that Mm -hmm. actually stand out even more when there's no furniture and um if it's a nice move-in ready house it should sell with or without okay that staging do you have people come in and try to like pretend that they want to buy a house but they really have no money or any interest when you do open homes oh yeah all the time i bet and neighbors and that's like that's that's okay i mean it's you know we do open houses by request of our clients or Mm -hmm. you know if i feel like it's a slower market and I just really want just a little bit more attention Mm -hmm. um it's good to do that and do a lot of advertising for it and get get as much word of mouth out there as possible for the big day do you ever offer cookies I used to oh yeah yeah I used to I mean pre-covid yeah yeah but now I ask everyone to mask up and yeah sanitize and (laughs) the opposite yeah (laughs) stay away yeah (laughs) but come here but go away (laughs) yeah yeah ask me questions six feet away (laughs) exactly and don't touch anything (laughs) but I get a lot of calls from people too who just want to see houses you know it's Mm-hmm. But uh, our brokerage, uh, our rule is I can't show anyone a house until you have a pre-approval letter. Because that's just a waste of your time. And well, theirs. And, well, and the seller. Yeah, both so of if I'm So yeah. if I'm taking a non-pre-approved buyer who has no plans on buying this house, mm-hmm. it's honestly really not fair to the seller. Mm-hmm. That's really false advertising. It gets the seller's hopes up. It takes potential time for them to ex- uh, accept the showing request yeah. or look at it, and they have to leave their house. Yeah. It's a huge inconvenience. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. you want to look. You yeah. Know, so it, if it you make if you sense. just want to look, go to open houses. You don't okay, need yeah. a realtor or Zillow now. You know, yeah, or like or, or just whatever scroll. app because mm-hmm. they have everything online now. Yeah, you can get. I mean, Zillow tells you about open houses, newspapers. Yeah. You can still. Or drive around and look down the dri- outside. Drive around and look for signs. Yeah. Um, but you know, don't don't use a realtor if you just want to look. Yeah. Because it's it's honestly probably just not going to work. Yeah. Most of us, ninety nine percent of us, are going to ask you for a pre approval letter yeah. first. Yeah. Um. So, and and you know, and I've no honestly known sellers too, mm-hmm. who it, it's like a hobby for them to 
I'm using air quotation marks here to sell their house, but they actually have no intention of selling their house. What? Mm hmm. Wait. I know it happens. Explain this. I know. It's so weird. What? So, it's happened. I've only encountered it once, but I, because I have now and I've been telling the story to other people, it's not just me that's happened to. Oh and actually, God. it happened to me not as a realtor, but as a buyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? So, okay, Are they so, bored? <laughs> yeah, lack of hobbies. Oh, my For gosh. sure. Yeah, um, so there's, um, in our new neighborhood now, um, there's this house that's been for sale now for two years. Mm-hmm. And they have an open house every weekend. And an open house? They have an open house every weekend. And, and they, they stage their and everything. Well, they're there during the open house. And they stage their stuff? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, okay, okay. Yeah, they're there every they're there all the time um, trying to sell their house but if you inquire they will not let you buy the house I know why did they do this? <laughs> I don't, so we still don't know we um, I don't want to give away too much information or anything but I know that's like it's something that happens um, another example is a house, um... Did they don't have a realtor then? No, no, they're for sale by owner. That's okay. a very important point there. Okay. They're for sale by owner. They don't like realtors because every time they try to work with a realtor, it doesn't work out. I wonder why. Wow. <laughs> so they're working with a lawyer and they'll only sell to someone who is willing to work with their lawyer, which is a total a conflict of interest and... But do you think... but? But do you think they actually don't want to buy their or sell their house? Or they just want to sell it to the right person? That, maybe. Uh, Either one of those things could definitely be true. Mm -hmm. We don't know. You just don't know. We have, our impression is that they're bored. Yeah. And they want to, They've got the time. Is that, should we talk to a psychologist? Is that like a personality (laughs) disorder? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you want attention from people, and you want to hear how much you're worth? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know why you would want people all up in your business every maybe weekend. Maybe they don't have friends. But may- maybe it's a good way to meet people, or maybe, yeah, maybe they do need that social... I don't want to knock anyone who really needs that social interaction, especially right. during COVID times, because yeah, it has been since COVID. So maybe they're not seeing as many people as they used to or having people over as much as they used to. Yeah. Maybe they're very social people and they really miss that aspect. Did or they maybe they want to see how much money they can, ev- maybe they want to squeeze every last penny out of their yeah. house. And they're just waiting for the right number. Totally. Yeah. And then if they, someone else uses their lawyer, they don't have to pay any realtor fees at all. Oh, wow. And a realtor fee for a seller um, is usually around five and a half to six percent. Sure. So that comes off the top of milk in it. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. So that could be it. You know, I know other people though, other realtors who've tried to sell their um, their rental properties without the actual intention of selling it just to get on the market to try to sell another house. I have 
seen that. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, it's... That's crazy. It's just cra- if you see something that's really, really, really overpriced, that's could be okay. what's happening. Crazy. I know. It's it's, it's a so whole bizarre. world. It's, People it, try it's, to... There's so much that goes on in this industry, and we don't, as realtors, we don't always talk about it, but it does make for a really interesting story, because it's yeah. like, why would somebody do that? Mm-hmm. Or how could... Like, how could someone think, like, come up with this silly scheme or idea just to make, like, ten more bucks over here? (laughs) Like, why would you put yourself through that? But at the end of the day, I mean, people are people. This is a business that involves all people. Yeah. All all people. Um, So, you know, when you have the whole population... (laughs) <laughs> in one thing you're you're gonna see a lot of strange scenarios I really maybe that's just my personality type but I really enjoy spending money on professionals in everything mm, you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I mean sometimes with my car like you know I'll have my partner take care of that stuff like do sure. my car but like I want a professional to tell me, like, how to do stuff. Because that's what they do. I don't want to... Well, I don't yeah. think I would try to become a realtor just to sell my own house. I would... Well, and at the, end, at the end of the day, how much money are you really saving? Because, you know, when I got my license, it was around $3,000. All up front. Mm-hmm. Like, I had... You know, that's there's true. There's no payment program. There's no... And then all at... Where do you get that time? Don't you have a profession already? Like, where do you get the time to get your license and, like, do all that work? That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I took in-person classes. Um, oh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's just your friend. She's a really good guard dog. So the crying is my friend, my buddy. Yeah. But when she growls, it's like, who, who is that? I'm exactly. going to kill him. When she realizes that someone she knows, she gets into this. Yeah, she's wagging her tail. Yeah. Now it's okay. It's she, now he'll, we're in the middle of a podcast. Now come here. She really loves him. I can tell. <laughs> come Aww. here. She was sleeping. She hey, woke up. I know. Come here. We could see him on our way out. <laughs> Just gotta take another look. Oh. Girl. Oh, Nolly. Oh. He can't see you. Hey, hey, okay. Hey, oh, sorry, I gotta take this off. No worries. Stop it. Come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Good grief, she's so sweet. She's not she's not happy. You can have your way. This is really cute. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> she just needs love. I know. It's so funny, because that is her buddy. Every time we come in, he she looks for him. And okay. Stop. Let's close our eyes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's like she goes straight to his studio door and mm. cries like this. And she'll just go in and wag her tail. Sometimes I'm like, she just loves him. Where did my dog go? And she's just hanging out there. I'm like, are you ditching me? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But, anyways, okay. You must have so a dog. Yeah. <laughs> she's a lab. They're such good dogs. Mm-hmm. Um,. I'm I'm spoiled. I yeah, I got a good one. Yes, you did. Uh, right? She's You're sweetie. Yeah. Um Okay. Back to the stuff. So you were kinda telling me, okay. 
I want to know what you're talking about when you were saying like online realtors or like people who aren't really realtors or something like that. Um, oh well I was just saying like if you're trying to if you become a realtor just for the sole purpose of saving money Mm -hmm. to sell your own house it it, I mean it's a moot point because you have to go through all that real estate classes pass a state exam passion a national exam spend three thousand dollars find a brokerage yeah they might have fees and everything and then you're paying Maybe a desk fee or, Mm -hmm. you know, a percent of whatever you sell goes to your broker. Yeah. Or your commission goes to your broker. So at the end of the day, if you're doing that, you're really not going to save any money. Yeah. It's like if you're trying to find a loophole, just um, or if you want to save money, just interview a lot of realtors and see who has the best best commission price. Yeah. Or negotiate. Mm-hmm. Most people will negotiate. Like, hey, you know, I if you sell my house for this amount, you know, mm-hmm. let's give you five and a half percent. Like, do yeah. you think that'll work? Or, you know, I can't do five and a half, but I can do five and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because those, um, you know, decimals, like, I mean, that really matters. That could yeah. be a few thousand dollars yeah. sometimes, depending on the price of the house. So, um, it does, I think it does make sense to interview realtors, interview your lenders, Mm -hmm. um, and in most cases, um, you might even want to at least look at Google reviews for inspectors and closing companies. Okay. So those two, I mean, it's kind of hard to interview an inspector. Like they're not, they're so busy. They're not going to do that. They're going to yeah. be like, okay, well, if you're not going to hire me, I have someone else who will take that two o'clock time yeah, slot. Yeah, right. But, um, so Google reviews for inspectors for sure, and same with closing companies. But usually, you can trust whoever your realtor tells you to use for closing yeah. and for inspectors. It depends on how much you like your realtor. If you don't really trust your realtor, maybe, um, and you're already locked into everything, do your own research on yeah. your inspector on your inspectors. Um, I've had clients who have had um, previous experiences where they went with someone's inspector and they gave them like a, a perfect inspection, but then they had their own inspector that they hired like a year later go through and be like how did they miss these all these crazy expensive things um i personally like an inspector who's um going to call out every teeny tiny detail and every humongous detail and put it all into a binder for you so that you can look at it with photos and explanations and have that person be on call again like so it's like a week later and it's just like what does this mean on my inspection um because it it could be a lot i would rather have a home fail an inspection and have my client walk away Mm -hmm. and cancel the purchase agreement than go forward with a house that they're going to have issues with down the road. Yeah. You know, let's just get it right the first time. If you need to walk away, you need to walk away. Yeah. That's an option. Yeah. (laughs) So, unfortunately, that's not an option if you choose not to do an inspection 
to get house. So, for example, I had a friend over yesterday who's a realtor working with my husband working on our house. We, 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 realtors have many hats. Yeah. <laughs> you know? A lot of us have more than one job. Um, like, yeah. or, you know, uh, you know, we're kind of jack of all trades. It's kind of, kind of the deal. <laughs> um, but our other friend who's a realtor, he's like, gosh, Jamin, I've got this... Um, this person who's looking in northeast Minneapolis, the house is listed at 260. It's in multiple offers. They have um, not gotten, we've been 19 offers, haven't gotten a single one. They're starting to think it's them and they're starting to get extremely discouraged. Mm -hmm. He's like, because it's only 260 and they're approved for up to like 305. He's like, do you think we could get it if we did 300 with no inspection? And I was like, oh, gosh, I hate, you know, I hate it when people have to do no inspection just to get house. Mm -hmm. um, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to be in someone's shoes and, like, going all in without that fail-safe. Yeah. Because during the inspection period... And you get to choose however many days is. It's a negotiated thing on your contract with the seller. Um, so, but usually it's around 10 days. In that 10 days for an inspection period, you can cancel at any time for any reason. Yeah. And you get your earnest money back. The money that you put down to hold the home. Oh, okay. Your good faith money. Yeah. Um, you get that back if you decide to cancel. Now, if you cancel outside of your inspection period, mm -hmm. unless you have a financial falling out, let's say you lose your job or something really critical or crazy happens, you lose your financing, mm -hmm. um, then you still get your earnest money back, it t typically. Okay. We, we can talk about ways that you might not, but... Um, but in the, the inspection period is huge because you learn so much about house yeah. in those few days. Yeah. Um, I would rather shorten an, an inspection period to one day or two days yeah. rather than get rid of it all together. But in these crazy critical times where there's low inventory and a lot of buyers mm -hmm. and very low interest rates, mm -hmm everyone's clamoring to put as much money down on a home mm -hmm. as much earnest money down shortening up the inspection periods mm -hmm. just to try to get to be the winner of the house yeah and those are big stakes to play yeah. you're playing with a lot of money you're playing with a lot of what-ifs you're yeah. playing with a lot and you're gonna have to just take it or, or forfeit your earnest money which yeah. you know for a house at 300,000 that's 3,000 to 5,000 dollars yeah that you could be putting down mm -hmm. um starting at 3,000 for sure though yeah it's one percent of your sales price should be the earnest money um, you know, so he asked me about that and he's honestly been a realtor, um, much longer than I have. He's a broker. He owns his company. Um, he's a fantastic realtor. He really knows what he's doing. But even when we're very experienced and know what we're doing right now, trying to get 
someone into a house is really hard. Yeah. Unless you start playing hardball yeah. with your offers, which is increasing the price, um, including a potential appraisal gap. Yeah. So let's say, for instance, you know, you're past the inspection period, you get your appraisal that your lender orders, and uh, the appraisal comes back under what you are trying to finance it at. Mm -hmm. Well, so let's say it's 300, you're paying 300,000, but only comes in at 260. You have to pay that gap mm -hmm. at closing. Wow. Yeah, okay. that has to come out of your yeah. personal finances, your pocket. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So if you can put, um, if you're putting like say half of the amount down, mm -hmm. um, for a house, you know, you might, you know, so you have 50% down, you might be able to cover that appraisal gap Yeah. and still have your financing and still have some money put, put down towards the house. Yeah. You still might be able to do that, but let's say you're only doing 5% financing or 5% cash and the rest is finance, 95% financing. Yeah. You're probably not going to be able to cover that appraisal gap. Yeah. So if you're offering over, your over offer doesn't s make any sense to the seller mm -hmm. because the seller is going to have to drop the price down mm -hmm. to 260 or find someone who has an appraisal gap that can cover that $40,000. Yeah. So it ends up being, uh, I mean, pretty stressful for people. And so kind of at the top of our conversation, I was saying, you know, I'm kind of sort of a therapist sometimes because <laughs> yeah. it's like, what should we do? You know, and even my friend who's a realtor, he's like, what should I do? <laughs> is it, that is so <laughs> ironic. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like we have to, and also kind of coming back, like we have to help each other out as mm -hmm. realtors. Like those aren't my clients. I have nothing to do with it, but he was coming to me as a friend being like, what's the best way to get the seller to accept my client's offer? Yeah. Like, how else can we make this look good? Yeah. They can't do an appraisal gap, he told me. So maybe they can get it by forfeiting their inspection. Ooh. And I'm waiting to hear, you know, I'm waiting on a text message to see if yeah. they got it or not, because I'm rooting for them, you know? Yeah. I really want them to get that house after 19. That has to be heartbreaking. Yeah. It yeah. has to be really, really hard. I, mean, I have never been through 19 offers with somebody but um the 19. summer of 2020 um i was working with a really great couple that was looking in hopkins and st louis park and uh you know we every single house is going 50 to 60 thousand over oh wow including appraisal gaps including cash offers and we we just weren't getting it because they were they had all the great financing and they're like totally good to go pre-approved you know we'd find house you know for 230 and then it would be sold for 280 with cash we can't compete with a total cash offer right you know um so you know i told you too like sometimes you just have to have an open mind yeah because um, <clears throat> sometimes there are criteria limitations that are outside of a person's control right but there are some things that we can work with you know we can change the location mm -hmm. um 
so and that's what we ended up doing for them we ended up finding a really great place for them on the border mm -hmm. of um on the border of uh, St. Louis Park and like kind of Bryn Mawr area. like I mean it's just like this tiny little spot and we ended up finding like the right place and we went through eight offers to get to that so they had eight heartbreaks to get through and finally found that one but the funny thing is it wasn't exactly the location they wanted at first but it ended up being uh, 15 minutes closer for one of them and five minutes closer for the other one. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> just happenstance because of where the roads are. Yeah. And then it was also really close to a shopping area that they both liked to go to. They had friends nearby. Oh, nice. They liked the yard better, the garage better. The whole house was bigger. It was less expensive. We had no other offers to compete with. Oh, wow. I mean, the laundry list of things that were right. Yeah way overshadowed the fact that wasn't in the very 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 specific area that we were looking at at yeah. first wow and now over a year later you know i get updates every once in a while from people um they are so happy and so in love and so smitten with oh, their home that's so great and it's their favorite one that they saw out of everyone that they offered on and it was fifty thousand dollars less yeah. than the top price that they were willing to pay for bigger, better. So sometimes, sometimes it's an a open, journey. It's a journey. It's an open mind. It's an experience. You mm -hmm. have to. Sometimes you can't always know what you want exactly. Because sometimes you just after you looking. You just gotta find looking, it. Yeah. Yep. You just gotta find it. Um, you know, a girlfriend of mine. We um, we went to Europe together, and mm -hmm. the best piece of information that she told me that I've carried with me. Um, for the rest of time um, is that you just have to let go and have no expectations. Yeah. And you, let me tell you, you gotta have some expectations with your <laughs> house hunting. Yeah. But letting go just a little bit, letting go of the reins just a little bit and trusting that you will absolutely 100% find exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. That will happen. Yeah. Um, I have another really quick example. Um, <laughs> so we, we just obviously sold our Minneapolis house, went on a journey <laughs> yeah. to find um, something else. Well, our journey started because my husband found back in January of 2020 um, this really crazy 1970s house that... I don't even know how to explain it. It had a catwalk in it. It had these what? crazy Italian handmade tiles throughout it. It had um, 11 sliding glass doors. Um, it how had many? A 11. Ah. There were trees that came up through the deck. It had a wraparound uh, double-decker deck. like So one deck and then up above that deck was like another deck. Oh and gosh. it all looked out across this bluff to the St. Croix Valley, to the St. Croix River. I mean, just a remarkably uh. intensely beautiful home. Yeah. It was almost 4,000 square feet. It's just a giant, crazy house. Um, 
and it, it was a remarkable price. And when I saw the price after seeing what I saw, I was like, there are some things that are wrong here. Yeah. So, um, like last, like a lot of electrical outlets didn't work or lights weren't working. Mm. The water was kind of funky and mm. I know it has septic system and blah, 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 blah. Well, we decided to go for it anyway. Sure. We're handy people. We can, we can do a fixer upper. Yeah. So we had, um, my favorite, um, inspector come out who is just an intensely, um, smart and, um, detailed Mm -hmm. inspector. I mean, he's a detailed guy. He spent, I'm not joking. I feel so bad. He spent eight hours there and then a typical inspection should only be about three to four hours. But because there was so much Eight going hours? Yeah. It, it was so there was so much going on there and he had to write down and take photos of every portion of the inspection. It took him that long. And it took him like another three ish hours later that night to write up the entire report. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him, he just shook his head and goes, All right. So I'm just going to let you know, this is either going to be a house that stays in your family forever and you're eventually going to get all cleaned up and be like a million dollar home. He's like, or you're going to walk away because what I have to tell you is a lot. And he spent oh, well over an hour explaining to us everything that was wrong. Oh my gosh. Down to the sub, every window, including all the sign glass doors, oh. all the subflooring. The electrical, the plumbing, the um, the septic, the exterior, the a lot of, a lot of the interior walls, um, skylights, a bathroom, all needed to be redone. We thought there was a second kitchen. Well, it was a fake kitchen. What? Yeah, not hooked up to any, any plumbing or electrical at just all. Just to look good. Yeah, it was just in there, in the basement, just hanging out. Um, oh, wow. And, well, obviously, I guess that's why nothing was working when I was down there. <laughs> and then also had a rat infestation so bad that he closed one of the doors um, in the garage that we thought was just jammed open. <coughs> he closed it and mouse poop or rat poop rained from the ceiling. Uh, and you know we've got a small daughter and the amount of work like we wouldn't have been able to live there and renovate it wasn't sanitary it was actually quite hazardous especially with the electrical potential for fire Uh Um, so we walked away someone did buy it after us and they're working on it currently and they're doing it oh wow that's so yeah good for them but just like I mean, so we started out, and when we were trying to get financing, I we started out um, the financing with a really good friend of mine from Oregon because lender you can actually get a lender from anywhere. Oh, just wow. so you know, you don't have to get a lender in Minnesota. You can get a lender anywhere. Um, oh wow! I was like, well, I really love these friends, and I trust them with our personal information. I don't know if I even want to get too and like I don't know. I was. Like, we're probably going to back out of this house. (laughs) Yeah. The whole time I had one foot in, one foot out. Mm -hmm. My husband was all in, but I was kind of like, oh, this is a really big project. Yeah. (laughs) And um, 
so we started with him and he's like well Jamin what's like I mean he's like if you don't get this he was telling me everything that I say to people yeah he was being such a good realtor even though he's <laughs> he's like Jamin you can't have these huge expectations he's like I don't want you to get your heart broken and yeah. and stop your search just because of this and I was like no if we don't get this it's not happening we're staying in Minneapolis forever yeah. we're never selling and of course right after all that happened I was like you know I think we got to keep trying and so we did and it took us three more months oh wow and two more houses to finally find the right thing but we I had to keep letting go and keep letting go and I had come across the house that we're in now um I had come up uh, on the MLS like quite a few times I was like that thing is just ugly it's <laughs> not not what we want that's yeah. not what we're looking for it's a lot of our price range anyway like I just felt like it was overpriced for what mm -hmm. it was and my husband was like let's just go take a look let's it'll just be fun like let's just go take a look and I'm yeah. like all right let's go take a look and we get there we get into the neighborhood get into the driveway get into the house and I am just getting more and more impressed by the second and I'm like whoa whoa is this this is too good to be true and I don't see any red flags and I don't like I mean I saw gutters and grating and you know some water intrusion some mold I was like oh that's actually all it's all actually little problems yeah like they're not blown up issues throughout the whole house yeah they're just a little isolated issues and um I was like wow you know this could be it and we saw the pasture and we thought the pasture because like I'm I don't know acres like I'm not I mean I sell houses and stuff but I don't yeah. like always walk all the properties so I don't always know yeah how big how big you know six acres is so we thought it was just the field it's like no it's the field and all the woods and it's all like just like wow there it's already all fenced in it's already got a horse barn that's all set up for horses wow. and animals and already has everything that we're looking for for including all the little minute details that i wanted mm -hmm. but it's not in the exact location we're looking in yeah it was a little bit outside of our price range and it's a log house and so I, we weren't looking for that. Yeah. There's a little bit more upkeep to a log home. Sure. If you're living in the woods, you're going to get woodpeckers. And you oh. got to keep up with making sure those logs don't get soggy and rotten or pecked to death. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like, there's a little bit more upkeep. But all the good things outweighed the bad things. And since there are no other offers on this place, and we were competing with multiple offers every other house, mm -hmm. I offered under asking price, oh. and I asked for closing cost money, and they accepted it. Wow. I wrote them a really nice letter explaining why we were offering what we were offering. Yeah. And I didn't want to offend them by offering less. It yeah. just, I really wanted them to know, we love it, we just feel like it's a little overpriced, and here's why. Sure. Oh, that's awesome. And they and they obviously liked you guys and mm -hmm. 
appreciated the letter and Mm -hmm. you got it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And it's, I mean, so as far as like, sometimes it is just about letting go and I had to take my own advice. Mm -hmm. I was my own worst buyer. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a pretty good realtor. Me as a buyer, oh man, <laughs> I was giving myself a run for my money. Yeah, like, just like calm down, Jamin. Like yeah. you are gonna find the right place, and it's our favorite home that we that we saw. Yeah. So after so all great. of that, we offered on other houses. We we really fell in love with these places yeah. so hard, and what we're was so your obsessed. number of offers? Three. Three. That's so we good got th- third. Third one's a charm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Fourth one's a charm. Fourth, okay. Fourth one. Yeah. 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 So, your advice to people is just keep hanging in there? Yeah, you just have to be resilient. What's the biggest number you've had? Of offers Mm -hmm. before getting an eight. Eight is my biggest. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, having somebody with 19 hearing that, that's a lot. That was a lot. That's a lot, yeah. But. Because right now, it's crazy. It is for move-in ready homes. Yeah. If you don't have, if you can buy a non-move-in ready home, mm-hmm. your odds are much better. Okay. In getting an accepted offer. So. Be prepared to do some work. If you want. If you want. So not everyone's willing to put in work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone can or has time right. or experience or the money. Mm-hmm. Um, to do that right away. So sometimes you do just have to mm-hmm. um, find something that's moving ready that might be a little bit smaller or outside sure. of the area that you're looking in. Yeah. Um, but that's just the market right now. Yeah. You know, it, it does change a little bit. Yeah. You know, we're going into fall. We're going into winter. It's going to change a teeny tiny bit into the buyer's favor. It always does in these off months, in the off season. Um, so right now is actually not the worst time to start your search. Yeah. Um, it's not. you can get better deals in the winter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've done some really great business in the winter. Cool. You know, I've had closings right before Christmas Day. Wow. You know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just a good strategy. That's if, a good Christmas gift. Yeah, exactly. For both. Yeah, exactly. Just wrap a bow on the house and... Yep. Oh, fun. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Just the door. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> if you like, climb up it, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't be doing that. No. That's a little too... That's above your pay grade. <laughs> yeah. That no, would be I'm, cool looking, I'm though. I'm not getting... Unfortunately, I'm not the kind of realtor to get up on top of ladders, but... Yeah. <laughs> Are you afraid of heights? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I can't do ladders. But even talking about it just made my hands sweat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But my husband's on ladders all day because he's a painter. Yeah. Like, but. All right, Jamin. We, I unfortunately had the battery dying cut you off, which was a good thing because you yeah. actually have a house to show. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on and having all of this awesome information. Um, and I think that it's great to have you on because you know a lot about real estate and I'm using you because I 
trust you <laughs> a lot versus a lot of people who may not have been in the business as long and talking to you lay it out and you're easy to talk to so thank you this is me telling everybody that if you want a good realtor <laughs> i'm gonna drop her information so jamin thank you so much we might have a part two because we didn't really even get to talk about everything i know there's always so much to talk about and yeah <laughs> that's a wonderful world of real estate you can really cover a lot of information yeah and in, in a long amount of time actually <laughs> i know i think we've even talked for hours mm -hmm. about it too once and yeah there's a lot to talk about and a lot to do but um let's let's do it again maybe a part two yeah again. i'm totally open to it and i do um i was doing before covid uh home buyer happy hours where i invite people into my office and usually have a guest lender or closer or inspector there um or sometimes <laughs> Uh, sometimes all three um, just to tell people how home buying process works oh, and like cool. if you have any questions like you just ask us and we have a Q&A session and cocktails and hors d'oeuvres and it's just it's just a really fun way to learn about the process cool. but I just want everyone to know how to do it whether they use me or not just to take the tools that I have and use that in their real estate in their home buying process or their home selling process because it's stressful yeah. um, and it can be extremely scary or it can be um, a lot like just really yeah. overwhelming so if I can take a little bit of that pressure off just by educating mm -hmm. I'm so happy to do that and that's so nice and a lot of realtors aren't like that they want you to use them and they will give you the information once you know that you're in yeah. <laughs> so well, you know we've got to get paid so yeah that is true too that is true so too. always having business is really nice but i think educating my neighbors and my friends and people that i'm going to be you know working near or around or seeing at the grocery store i just want people to have the same access to the same information sure. so that can be fair for everybody everyone deserves to have a home that they love and care yeah. about and they feel secure and safe in um so if i can help be a part of that process in any way that i can it's my passion and i'm happy to do it awesome but see you next time Ow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 wow <laughs> that was